Avengers in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie, and I will be your host on this ESL Adventure. everyone this is Millie from my adventures in ESL and as usual I am excited to be with you all today so in today's episode I'm going to share with you some really great strategies on how you can advocate for your ELLs in the arts now I know everybody is coming back from winter break and you are excited and ready to see your students I know that I am really, really focused and ready to get back in the classroom so we can hit these goals that we have. This week, I'm actually going to plan on finishing the writing assignment that I had for the previous week for my students. So we're going to knock out this writing assignment. I'm going to actually have them do a assessment, like a self-assessment. So I'm going to take my WIDA rubric and I am going to actually my WIDA writing rubric that is WIDA friendly, shall I say, and I am going to have the students grade themselves, rate themselves on the rubric, make sure they do that. After they do that, then I'm going to have them put it in a tracker so they can kind of see their growth over the uh, semester. After we do that for the week, I'm going to give them an opportunity to type it because they're really excited about typing it. And then the later part of the week, I am going to have them create a brochure about the book that we've just read, which is Liddy. So in this brochure, I'm going to have them include, you know, what are the theme of the book or what are the themes in the book? You know, who are the characters in the book? Give me a summary. I want you to rate the book. And I'm going to have them do that with a partner. So that's a quick overview of what I'm doing for the week. And I'm excited. And I just have to remember that even though I have all of this mapped out in my head and my planner, I am also prepared on the flip side to be flexible. So if I see that my students are struggling with a topic or if they're struggling with a concept or a skill, I'm also prepared to make sure that I stop and address those misconceptions if they have it. I also am planning on this week reviewing some classroom procedures and refocusing the students. Last semester, I tried some things and I really, really gave it my all, but they weren't working. And so that's okay. I tried it and it just didn't work for me or for my students. So what I'm going to go ahead and do this week is do some refocusing, switch out some procedures, adjust some procedures, refine some procedures. There were some that went really well that surprised me. Like one of the ones that I have is our daily student. So we have a daily student spotlight. And last week before, not last week, two weeks ago when we went on winter break or so, the students were like, Miss Williams, you didn't put up the student spotlight. <laughs> and I'm like, you all, this is about to be winter break. I didn't even think you all noticed, but they did. So they love the student spotlight. So I am going to make sure that I get that up for them, get that ready and refine that as well. 
And so I'm really excited. Also, this upcoming semester, there are a lot of big events for my students that are in the arts. For example, they have art concerts, shows, they're trying out for chairs in high school. I mean, this is a really big time for them for the arts. So I want to make sure as well that I show up for them and support them and advocate for them as well. So let me go ahead and dive into today's episode where I'm going to share with you all some strategies and some tips on how you can advocate for your ELLs when it comes to the arts program, because it is very important that you do so. And also just a couple of notes on how you can kind of teach your students to advocate for themselves. Now, one of the things that I noticed and a far too common problem that I just do hate to admit is that sometimes ELLs are unfortunately denied the opportunity to participate in some of the fine arts and some of the exploratory programs. When I hear this, it truly breaks my heart because I want my students and I want your students to experience these programs. I mean, I can think about when I was in middle school and I was in a choir, side note, I cannot sing, I cannot hold a tune, but I was in the choir because I just love music and love singing. And so when I look back on middle school at some of those memories, there were some of my fondest memories about being in the choir. You all, I loved the choir. (laughs) I was so dedicated that I tried out for Fiddler on the Roof and I actually got the part. And you best believe I sung my heart out on that stage. I even tried out for a solo and I got that solo as well. I sung a song by Jewel. (laughs) And I remember my mom and my grandma was there. And once again, I sung my heart out. I mean, I love the choir. The point that I'm trying to make is that that experience gave me so much confidence. It also exposed me to so much. So, of course, naturally, I want the same things for my students that I teach. So can you imagine my shock when I started talking to other ESL teachers and they were saying that their students weren't able to participate in any fine arts programs? Sometimes it can be for other conflicts like scheduling. I was just like, "Hmm, what? They can't participate because of a scheduling issue? Are you serious? So think about that. Those are students that aren't able to experience choir or band or art or orchestra or any other exploratory classes such as picking up a third language or STEM or whatever you all's exploratory classes are. And as an ESL teacher, I know scheduling can be a beast within itself, figuring it out. It's like just a constant moving puzzle. But as we enter into this new year, I want to present a challenge to you. I want you to right now promise that you're going to advocate for your students to experience the arts. Now, I am really blessed to be at a school that heavily promotes the arts. I mean, our students have the option to pick their top three programs or top three exploratory classes for the year. And I always use this time with my students to relationship build. And what I mean by that is, is I pull them aside and I ask them like, hey, 
what are your top three classes that you want to pick? Do you want to be in orchestra this year? Are you trying to get in art? Are you trying to get in STEM? Are you trying to be in the band or music and media? I mean, what do you want to do this year? And the students share with me, they tell me, I love art. And then they show me their sketchbook. Or the students say, Miss Williams, I really want to be in music and media. I want to learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> so they share these things with me. And it's important that they share these things with me because for one, in my personal experience, it's helped me advocate for my students. And also it's helped my students advocate for themselves. And what I mean by that is, is that if they're in a fine arts program and they're just not feeling it, sometimes, unfortunately, you know, with scheduling, it is difficult. But a lot of times they say, Miss Williams, I am in art and I can't draw a stick figure. You know, my real passion is the choir. I want to be in the choir. And I'll say, I'll say, you know what? Let me see what I can do. Let me see if who I can talk to. Let me see if I can go talk to the choir teacher. Let me see if I can talk to the woman who does the scheduling in our school. Let me see what I can do to help you out, to get you in the choir. So that's me advocating for them. And they're advocating for themselves by saying, Miss Williams, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I want to change classes. This is not my passion. I want to do something that I love if I'm going to do this. So... It reminds me of a story that happened this year. One of the students, to me, I thought was like the coolest class to be in at school. And he came to me and he was like, Miss Williams, I really want to be in the choir or orchestra. Can you help me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I can help you do this. Let me go talk to the choir teacher. Let me go talk to the orchestra teacher. And I did. I went and talked to them and we got them in choir. So this is the perfect opportunity for you to advocate for your students. And I also want to let you know that since I know what most of my students are passionate about, it also gives me that opportunity to connect with those other teachers. And what I mean by that is, is that I frequently try to volunteer or help out at the art shows, um, at their concerts. And it also allows me to see my students' performances. It also lets me see their students' artwork. And guess what? I'm building key relationships with other people on my team. So now I'm gonna share with you some strategies, some very specific things that you can do so you can promote and advocate for your students in the arts program. Now, the first thing is find out what your students love in regards to their exploratory classes. What do they like? What are they passionate about? Sometimes students may not come out and tell you, you may have to observe. And what I mean is that if you see a student carrying a sketchbook around and sketching all of the time, it's my chance, right? They may be passionate about art. So try your best to find out what are your students' passions? What do they love? Now, you might think that, you know what? It's just art. You might think it's just band. It's not that important. Well, the reality is it may not be important to you, but it's important to those students. So I really want you to take the time to find out what do your students love? What are their passions? The second thing, the second strategy and the tip that I want to give you is take time to build relationships with those fine arts teachers, with your exploratory teachers. Like I mentioned earlier, I love volunteering and helping out at 
the art shows or the concerts. And honestly, you all, it's like a two-for-one deal. You first, you get to see your students shine and perform. And secondly, you're helping out a coworker because a lot of times they need other adults there to kind of kind of herd people along and be there and be supportive. So it's a two-for-one deal. So if you can get there and help out, do that. It builds relationships. And why you want to build those relationships is that if later on down the line, one of your students needs help or wants to really get in that art class or that orchestra class, you can say, hey, you know what? Can you help my student out? <laughs> is there anything that you can do? Is there anything that you can recommend? We have a relationship. And so I am okay with going to these teachers and asking them. It's a lot easier when you've taken the time to build relationships and get to know your uh, coworkers to go ask like, hey, I have a student. What can you do to help? Or can you help? Is there anything that you can do? So definitely take the time to build those relationships with your teachers in your building. The next thing that I'm going to suggest when it comes to scheduling is take into account the students' exploratory classes. Seriously take these into account. If you have to sit down with your administration and ask for their support in promoting the arts and advocating for this for your students, do it. <laughs> do it. Ask them like, you know what, this is really important to my students that they go to this music class with their classmates. It's really important for my students to go to this Japanese class because there's other classmates are doing it and they want to learn Japanese. Let them go. Find a way. Advocate for them. If that requires getting your admin on board, do it. Do it. And look at the schedule from all different angles. Those students deserve the opportunity to experience the arts just like everyone else. So make sure when you are doing your scheduling for the upcoming school year that you're really taking that into account. So here are your next steps. First, I want you to share this episode with every single ESL teacher that you know, because we all can benefit from it. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to create a quick survey with your ELL to find out what do they love? Do they like art or music or orchestra, a theater? What do they love? Create a survey. It's really quick. Or just do some observations and ask if they confirm. And lastly, if you have time, volunteer at the school event where your ELLs are shining. Remember, you're taking the time to build relationships with key people on your staff and above all, you're supporting your students. So even if it's one art show or even if it's one concert your students are performing at, see what you can do about getting there and showing up. So I would like to know how you are advocating for the arts for your ELLs. I would like to know. So you can email me at Millie at myadventuresinesl.com. I would love to hear that. And if you have not already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. It is Adventures in ESL podcast. Make sure that you subscribe because if you subscribe, it gets out to more teachers, more teachers hear about it, and we're helping more people. So make sure you take the time to subscribe. I will see everyone here next Sunday at 5.15 as usual. <laughs> and I am going to be sharing with you all some tips on grammar. How exciting grammar. So you're going to learn how I embed grammar in my lessons. And I cannot wait to share that with you all. 
I will see you next week. And I am so excited to be here. You all have a wonderful week back at school. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learning.